welcome in. We've got another episode coming for you. Um, it's a very special episode we've been putting together for a long time with uh, John Miller of John Miller's Black Box Barbecue in Georgetown, Texas. Uh, before we get into the interview, let's. Uh, we had a special giveaway we wanted to announce in this episode. Um, Brian, you want to start with it? What what we're giving away yep, this so week? So we have a eight by ten autographed photo of Tootsie Tominitz from Snow's Barbecue. Right, and this is not one of those like weirdo sports memorabilia fake autographs. We I'll give you the certificate of authenticity. Right, we 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 <laughs> physically went to Snow's and had Miss Tootsie sign it. Uh, it's a really great photo that Brian took. Uh, it's uh, you know ver- you know obviously it's a one of a kind. So. Uh, by all means, please enter to win that giveaway. Um, also, we've got a much bigger giveaway that you've been seeing on Instagram. We will have more details about that coming here in a few weeks uh, about how to enter. Um, but be on the lookout for that. If you if you don't follow us on Instagram, um, you may not have heard yet, but we are giving away probably the biggest prize known to man. Known to man. Known to man. Um, this is a pretty pretty big one. We've been putting this together for a while. Um, we are giving away a Yeti cooler. Uh, it's a Yeti Tundra 45. Um, this is the cooler you win if you go to all 50 places on the Texas Monthly Passport. Or you can buy. Or you can buy it. Uh, retail value, I believe, is $350 on this cooler. Probably $349.99. $349.99, yeah, whatever. Um, but you don't have to buy that, and you don't have to go to all 50 places because you can win but it from us. But you should go to all 50 places. Uh, maybe 45 of them. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, we know about that. (laughs) But um, not only are we giving that away, but we didn't want it to be an empty cooler for you guys. So Empty coolers are sad coolers. No, we've decided that, like, this is like Extreme Makeover Barbecue Edition. Like, you're getting a whole new wardrobe with this cooler. Uh, As long as you're in the size that the items are. Well, if you're not, I don't have to tell you. uh, (laughs) Hang them on the wall. Yeah, yeah, use them as souvenirs. Give them out to your friends if you have to. But we've got multiple shirts, hats, stickers, koozies. Right right now we're at, I think, four hats plus a beanie, um, three or four shirts. We have koozies, stickers. We have a $25 gift card from Truth Barbecue. Um, and we have more stuff coming. This is not even, I mean, it's pretty full, but it's we got more stuff that we're going to cram in there. Yeah, this, uh, this is going to be great. So obviously we want to give a huge thanks to everyone that's contributed so far to the cooler. Uh, Truth Barbecue has been fantastic um, to us for, you know, in other giveaways and this giveaway as well. That, you know, we've got a sticker, um, a Truth shirt, and a $25 gift card to Truth that's in that cooler. Uh, also a, a huge thank you to... Um, Robert Sierra, SNS Pit Crew gave us a hat. Um, who else has given us? We've gotten some good giveaways. Ragles Barbecue. Ragles Barbecue gave us a hat as well. Yeah. Thank you to Russell and Misty Ragles. We've also won or purchased some products, and it, we have not worn these, but uh, we have we have won or purchased <laughs> right. products, and we're putting those in there as well. But we do thank the the barbecue joints for um, you know their their participation, but some of these are actually. We yeah, yeah, items our, that we've yeah. collected along our travels. Um, again, never the, used. The, like the, the <laughs> so the one that I like is the first year ever of the Houston Barbecue Festival. Yeah, that koozie. Yeah, me. even uh, Chris Reed um, from the Barbecue State of Mind podcast, um, Houston Barbecue or uh, Houston Chronicle Barbecue columnist and founder of Houston Barbecue Festival. Um, saw saw we were, we posted that up and said, "Is that a first year koozie?" So even he was a little surprised to see that in there. So yeah, we, there's a getting sauced koozie which. Um, yeah. Um, from our buddy Drew is not not doing that anymore, but that's kind of a classic collector edition now as well. Yeah, so just you know, a lot cool of stuff. cool stuff. Um, we're really excited to give this away. Uh, Forty four farms that we're giving away, 
hashtag know your rancher. Um, so we're, we're really excited about that. So be on the lookout. That's going to be an interactive contest. That's not going to be a one week enter your name on Instagram. <laughs> no contest. way. We're not going to make it that easy. No, we're going to make you work for it a little bit, but it's going to be fun work. And we got, like I said, we have more stuff coming. We'll announce each as we put stuff in there. We'll announce that and, and uh, make sure you can see what's going on with that. Um, and as long as I don't wind up stealing this cooler for my own purpose, <laughs> I think uh, it's going to be a pretty fantastic gift. Yeah, we're really excited to give this one away. Um, again, we do we do all the crazy things we do because we love barbecue and we love this whole world. And we're, we're happy to be able to give some of this to uh, to hopefully a big barbecue fan as well. So uh, obviously, uh, all, all we can say right now Not is... Not that big of a barbecue fan. Well, not that big physically if you want to fit in the shirts. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, obviously... Uh, eating barbecue is something we love to do and so uh part of this contest we are going to encourage you to eat some barbecue we will not require you eat some barbecue because legally we cannot do that but we can strongly encourage you and you will be incentivized for eating it and your chances of winning will go up but stay tuned for more details on that um and again uh the tootsie tominets picture that's going to be the giveaway of this week so please enter that will be an instagram giveaway so enter on instagram um but with uh Without further ado, let's get into this week's topic. Uh, you know, Mr. John Miller, John Miller's Black Box Barbecue. Um, John's got a extremely long and storied history in barbecue that, that dates back to basically when he was a child. Uh, this particular episode starts with his post-Louis Miller years. Um, if you're not familiar with John Miller, uh, he is the son of Bobby Miller, grandson of Louis Miller of the Louis Miller barbecue family. Um, and he worked in Louis Miller growing up and uh, eventually left Louis Miller and has had a solo career uh, for many years since then. And this entire episode that you're about to hear is his solo career after leaving Louis Miller. But there's a, there's a reason for that. We didn't purposely skip over the Louis Miller years because those are obviously very important years in his story and very cherished years in his story. But uh, Brian, you want to give them some more news yeah so we've been working on something um, literally since last year um, late last year trying to start to put this together um, we are going to tackle a history of Texas barbecue series um, this will begin with literally the history of barbecue starting on as far back as as people can go we've got some amazing interviews lined up some amazing folks have committed to talk to us um, and we we're gonna try to get there's a few more out there that we're still trying to get but as an example, during this Louis Miller time, that'll fit into that section of the, the show and the series when we get to that. Uh, we'll just stay tuned over the summer. We'll probably launch this um, at the beginning of summer, late spring, but we, right. it, it's going to be, you know, I, we don't know exactly how many episodes. I'm thinking it's going to be more than 10 episodes. Yeah, we, we, we're really, we're going to learn as we go with this one. Uh, we've got, like Brian said, we have things lined up, but... Uh, we want to hear from as many people that can contribute to this story as possible. We want to tell as comprehensive of a, of a history as we can. Um, we've been purchasing reading books, bookmarking, Google searching, talking to people that we know in the industry, um, doing everything we can because we want to make sure we do this as thoroughly and as accurately as we possibly can to tell the story. Because there's a lot of history of barbecue that's not necessarily sunshine and roses. And, we, and, and I think that's important to know and it's important to talk about as well. Um, to see where where this whole thing began in in Texas and and where it's gone and where it is now, kind of like how we yeah how we got here because we we've talked in the past about what we think barbecue is going, but we haven't really talked about you know where it came from and the different Texas is is wonderful in that there's different multiple different cultural and generational things have hit through the barbecue world over time that is all 
convalesced into what we see as barbecue today, but each of those has a rich history behind it. Absolutely, and yeah, we're really looking forward to diving into this. We've been planning it for a long time, um, and we're we're going to start hitting the road. Actually, uh, starting a week from when you you know when we're recording this right now, we're going to have our our first scheduled interview with a very very influential person in a certain region of barbecue. We won't give that away right now. We'll probably post about it next week once we uh, once we get the interview down, and uh, we're going to give you more information as we go. But obviously, we encourage anyone that has anyone any information or any advice you think you'd want to hear more about, or if you say, "Hey, this person knows a lot about this type style of barbecue, and you should talk to this person," we're open to suggestions. We don't claim to know it all and have everything you know set in stone. So, if there's someone you think that uh, would be useful for us to talk to to get more of this history, let us know, and we'll be we'll be happy to look into it and hopefully talk with that person if uh, if we can. So. By all means, um, reach out to us. We, we love getting emails, uh, talesfromthepits at gmail.com, um, at talesfromthepits on Instagram, at Podcast on Twitter. We're pretty easy to find. So uh, so please, by all means, reach out to us and stay tuned for that. We, we're really excited about it. We wanted to wait until we had some more things lined up before we announced it. So uh, we've, we've kind of been teasing this for a while, but we wanted to go ahead and get it out there now and let you know that uh, it is on the way, and we're very much looking forward to it. Absolutely, and and with that, that explains where I guess the if you want to call it missing, but um, the time period before John Miller struck out on his own, um, as he reached out and did his own thing in barbecue and slightly not barbecue as well. You'll hear about that coming up right now. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew, and today we're here with John Miller of John Miller Black Box Barbecue in Georgetown, Texas. And John, let's get started on your life after Louis Miller and cranking it out on your own. Um, but before we jump into that, um, some people don't know that you played football in high school. Yeah, I played uh, linebacker and uh, left guard. And, and you did pretty well. You were really nice to people, right? I was fantastic with people, for sure. And uh, you, uh, you met uh, Jeff and Sarah back then? Yes, he was a year under me in high school. Uh, we were friends in high school. And Jeff, Jeff is still with you today. The reason why we wanted to call him out, Jeff has been uh, um, one of your compadres since day one of, of doing the barbecue on your own. Um, yes. Seems to be a really good worker for you, a really nice guy, um, always friendly to us. Well, well, Jeff started with me in 1997 at Louis Miller's in followed me everywhere I've been uh, I consider him more of a partner than you know a good worker uh, the guy sitting over there in a wheelchair and he's still showing up to work he he slipped at his other job his real job and he still shows up you know every Saturday and Sunday and he showed up every day with me well, Jeff's good people I want to make sure we called him out yeah for sure so uh after high school, you're still working at Louis Miller, and you decided to. It was time to, to strike out on your own. What what kind of led to that process? If you wanted to start your own thing, well, circumstances happened. I, I never thought I would ever leave Louis Miller's for sure. Went to Texas Tech. My dad was working alone. Uh, Fred Fontaine had retired, and uh, Christmas Eve, I came home the the summer before I came back and and I guess that was my Christmas present because I'd begged to come back forever he he said okay you can come back so I left tech 30 hours short and uh, came back in May of 1991 
to work with my dad. And uh, so there was never any thought of leaving the circumstance that's happened. And I left Louis Miller's and started working for Alliant Food Service in Austin, which became U.S. Foods. As a salesman, the, the one job, God, I hate salesmen. I was going to say, I mean, I you as a salesman, I, so you're I, knocking on the I door. I was good enough to get the job. Cold, cold calling people? No, yeah, yeah, I cold call. I mean, cold call people. <laughs> but then, then a guy called me and offered me an opportunity to go on Manor Road. Uh, had a good building, and it was the first time that I would ever cook alone, and I was scared to death. And and how did you start that? You had, um, <clears throat> I mean, how many pits? Where was what? What did you do when you started? So, first time to do this on your own. Um, I imagine you can't replicate Louis Miller. You can't replicate no. the building or the pits or the cooking style. What was it like starting oh, that up? If if you ever seen pictures of the of the building on Manor Road, I tried like hell to replicate Louis Miller's. Uh, it was old school. We got in there. I ripped out the ceilings. They were exposed ceilings and uh, put a nice dingy floor down and old school uh, lettering on it the pits were two upright pits in the beginning and uh not the way to go you didn't cook on those before yeah no never had cooked on those before and uh we made it work because when you have to you adjust and then we found another pit on the side of the road for fifteen hundred dollars that became the the pit that everybody still talks about in there. The, the magical the pit theory. Yeah, the, the one that Aaron, blah, 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 and all that. The pit, and that's what we worked with. And we worked with a small crew and, and saw a lot of people. So what were on those uh, early menus at Manor Road? Was it uh, similar similar menu or what you were used to cooking? Or? A whole lot of cheap food. <laughs> um, it was, yeah... Like I said, it's the first time I cooked by myself. So we had brisket, sausage, beef ribs, pork ribs. You're pork making loin. your own sausage from yeah. day one. Yeah. yeah, yes. And prime rib. We did the T-bones. We did the one and a half inch pork chops, and we run a special sriracha slaw. No, not at that time. It was still salt, pepper, and mayonnaise. <laughs> not sriracha slaw. Sriracha slaw is a joke. I know. <laughs> and. Uh, but it, it, we do sell it, and we sell a lot of it. It's a and good joke. How about that? It is a yeah. good joke. But we were selling half pound of meat, like brisket, two sides for seven ninety nine at that time on Main Road. This was two thousand. Were you before. doing the combo plates back then? With no plates, we'd give you a special. That's that's what I was wondering about. And yeah. my special was never special <laughs> because if you read the menu. It's more expensive than when you did paid. the math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one guy, one day some guy did do the math. So I got behind the butcher block and I changed my prices right then. I said, now it works. <laughs> so. How was, how was the crowds out there? They were big. big. From and day one. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Austin, I mean, this was before obviously the big barbecue boom that blew up in Austin and now everywhere. At 2001, so, this was only two years after the, the Schmidt family split Kreitz and Smitty's. Right, right. So, very something little. we never thought we would do yeah. at all. Right, so so when, when John Miller went into Austin, it was it was a big deal. And right away, the crowds were there. Um, and then from everything we've read and everything we've heard, the food was good and people were enjoying it. Um, how were you enjoying it? Was it what you thought it would be doing barbecue on your own or was it no i miss my dad every day 
And uh, shortly after we opened, my mom and dad and I, we reconnected. And But it was never the same. You know, I was used to There's not been one person that's worked with me in the morning since my dad. And, and even back then, it was it was a very solitary. I mean, we, we when your dad was working at, at 4 a.m. coming in, and uh, that was it's a very solitary time. So yes, you, you're still sure. doing that kind of solo in the mornings. So? I don't have any employee come until nine o'clock. Interesting. So everything you eat from me comes from me, uh, and it wasn't that way with me. My dad and I at Louis Miller's. He would go in at four. I'd go in at six, and we each had our duties to do. Uh, but since I left my dad, it's been me in the mornings. And so um, around 2004, a certain someone, Aaron Franklin, came in. Mm-hmm. Supposedly was a, a repeat customer that, that just wanted to work. What, what's the story about him coming on board with you? Well, he, he came in and he applied for a job and told me about his family having a, a barbecue place in Bryan. He just wants to learn and... Um, so I hired him. Uh, actually, Chris Banks, who worked for me uh, from the day from day one on Main Road, said he, he was kind of a friend of his, and he seemed like a pretty good guy. And so I hired Aaron, uh, not to cook, not to do anything else, just to fill a spot in the afternoons and the evenings. And I mean, as story goes, mostly cutting onions and just regular tasks around a restaurant and that need cut, to be done. Yeah, so. and he cut meat too in the evenings and stuff like that. And Aaron was around the pits, and he asked a lot of questions. And at that time in my life, I was too damn arrogant to try to teach him, so I would annoyingly tell him what I was doing, uh, mainly because I wanted to either get back to my next drink of well or I wanted to go home. <laughs> but he was, he was always there and very attentive. And, that, I mean, that's what I, I picture him as. You know, I didn't know him then. I didn't know you then. But, right. um, you know, a, a lot of people kind of write it off as, oh, he was just over here doing nothing important to the business but i i think he was watching and learning i mean there's oh yeah you know, he was a sponge have, yeah and that's and that's a great thing about folks like this that you know they're they're picking up what's going on and, and how things are working um that business didn't last though um six years six years and, six year and eventually um that that changed um, the, well the, the landlord sold the building and uh, i didn't have a choice it was it was time to go. And from that, you went to um, non barbecue. Yeah, for, a for, while? for about five years. And uh, and that was um, really rough time. That was, that was different too. I mean, I, I can't picture. Did you have to wear like a tie nope. or anything? I mean, well, that's... before I before I went to Manor Road is when I wore the tie. Uh, after Manor Road is when I scrounged around for gigs, something to do popping up at Shangri-La or popping up in, in some place or not popping up at all for about five years and, and until it was time to go to South First. And let's, let's kind of talk about um, South First, how that, how that came about. Um, you know, there was a lot of press, but, but how did that come about? How did you start that, that one? And that was... Uh, the, f- the first business was John Miller's Barbecue. South First was J. Miller Barbecue. Right, because yeah. we didn't want to get in conflict with the name from sure. Manor Road. And um, a couple approached me, and this always happens with me when I open. It, 
and they wanted to do barbecue and um, they had a lot thought they had a lot had another lot and so we settled on south first and uh, I was really eager and really excited to get back it had been a long time since um, I'd done it in that form and it was time to get back and you had um, you know you had sold the obviously the your other pit was sold Right. Um, what did you start up with pit-wise? And we had a thousand-gallon pit built um, to cook to the way I cook, and it's the most, still the most amazing pit I've ever had. Uh, put out a lot of food on that pit. What What was What was right about that pit? I was able to design it with a big firebox, a big stack, to, so it's hot and fast. It's barbecue, almost close to grilling. And I could, get, and it's just huge. I could fit a lot of meat on it. And you needed all that meat on it because that was a busy, busy spot. I never thought it'd be as busy mm. as it was. But yeah, South yeah. First. I mean, that was it was huge. It rivaled Franklin Lines at yeah. that time. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the famous Texas Monthly article came out about right. you and Aaron both cooking barbecue and you know near downtown Austin and all that. Right. Um, you know, which of course got a lot of press and got a lot of attention, but. It was never, you know, I know it was kind of portrayed that way in the press, but it was never really a rivalry or anything between you guys. It was... I think when I reopened, I think there was um, an employer-employee relationship with Aaron when he worked for me. I think when um, I reopened, there was a mutual respect. That's why you don't see any articles about... I would say some bullshit stuff on Twitter or something like that, but it was never... I just have a respect for him. I mean, there's a mutual respect. Yeah. Right, I think Franklin had just moved into the building right right before you guys opened. Well, I tried to get first. that building. <laughs> and they told me somebody else had moved in. It was right off of 35? Yeah, on 11th Street. Over, oh, yeah. And then like, it's a kid that was always asking me all those questions. He's just yeah. gotten that Damn. building. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, that, that business was, uh, Leanne was working there as well mm-hmm. um tell us about kind of the family family dynamic at that time you know how did she get back involved with you and barbecue when y'all opened that we'll get out of some of the dynamics but when we first opened that first day um leanne and Allie showed up and i hired i hired Allie on the spot and i love working with my sister and uh, so it was kind of a she was there taking and then she was there photography Allie was there every day i was trying to teach Allie everything and Allie learned well and that's about as much as i want to go into that probably sure absolutely um it over time i mean that was um again a few years down the road um <coughs> you left that business yeah <laughs> <laughs> Happy can, Halloween. On, on Halloween of, uh, of, of 2012. Um, a lot of press on that. Maybe it's not all that you see in the press. And, and again, we don't need to go into details, but um, we know there's there's a lot more to it than what, what you read in the press. Um, right. Well, th- this is the point where barbecue is getting so, you know, so exposed on a national level, magazines, TV. So when you have names and major players like the Miller name and... Franklin and all the other stuff. You're you're going to get a lot of talk. Uh, we're we're coming yeah. off of, I think that in, in the history of Texas Monthly, you'd only had three 
barbecue people on the cover. Aaron and I and uh, the guy from Smitty's. Uh, uh, Edgar? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Smitty's when he had the the one when uh, Texas Monthly Top John, 50. John Fullove? Yes, yes. yes. John Fullove. Yes, sorry, yeah. I didn't know your name, John. I didn't remember. But uh, so it was a pretty big deal. It's gonna garner. That, was, that, come that back article with, is probably the single best article about barbecue ever written. Katie Vine really kicked ass on that article. And, she and really for those, did. I, I find it by googling the greatest barbecue story ever told. I know it has a different headline, but it comes up. And and for anybody that's interested in not just Texas barbecue, but barbecue and personalities, right. it, it is a phenomenal article. Yeah, I think so too. Just, um, Katie did a really good, really really good job, and. I think it was over two months that we did that. It was and, good. Uh, There's a lot of detail, and, and the way it goes back and forth. I mean, it's 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 just a great a great article, but it, it goes into a lot of detail that we're not going to go into here. Uh, well, there's a whole lot of detail that I thought I would never say in the press, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, because it was about demons, and it was about things that I've gone through, and and well, let's it was a very honest. Let's, let's be honest. It's things that I put myself through. They're not things sure. that I went through. So yeah, I was very honest, and and it was kind of like the phoenix rising from the ashes at the time. God, how many times yeah. do I have to rise? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, will you be cooking barbecue in heaven? No, God, can I get a day off? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you know, you, you got out from that, um, or or however, um, you know, what whatever and however that ended. That ended, yes, and. Um, your next your next venture um, was John Miller Meat Company and uh, out on Sixth Street. Yeah. How did that kind of formulate and, and happen there? Well, we kind of got in a bidding war on that um, from a few groups of people and and uh, felt really comfortable going with the group I went with with Shaggy Bevo, the the people there, and we opened up and again gangbusted big time it was and a big we, lot too it was a nice yeah, was, nice lot right right next no, to Kelly's you didn't bar. have to cook it you didn't have to cook on it at, <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning but yes the location was great <laughs> when the sun was up. yeah I was saying when the sun was <laughs> up. Yeah, I bet you had some interesting nights there <laughs> yeah I had a few interesting nights for sure and and other than the the random cat during there you did have one of your pits stolen yeah um which I don't think you ever found no, I think it headed back to Amarillo or something. Yeah, that was um, that was quite interesting. Um, you know, you, the pits there were obviously not thousand-gallon pits. No. Where, where did you get those from, or how did they work, or any anything you want to tell us about those pits? Before we opened on uh, East Sixth Street, I found the pit I still have on on Craigslist. This trailer, the black trailer, and um, that. It was good price and all that. That would get me back in business. And then um, there was a, we lost the other pit. A guy offered it to me, and uh, that one went away. And then we, another guy, guy named Terry Johnson said, well, I got a pit here you can use. And that's the one I still cook on today. And uh, so we bought that from him and just kept cooking and, and it was a big difference at Louis Miller's I was used to three fires 
And then at South First, one fire, one big pit. Now it's three fires again. So uh, that's, I don't know how to. Kind of full circle thing. Yeah, right yeah. kind of, yeah. I mean, running, running three fires. Is, Going from is, a small town to a big city to back to a small town. And I know we may be backtracking a little bit, but the cheesy squash did that come in at Manor Road, or when did cheesy yeah, squash? Yeah, Manor okay. Road. Yeah. All right. So that the now the now famous John Miller cheesy squash. No, that's the now famous Jim McCannon cheesy <laughs> squash because he adds a little twist to it. <laughs> it's elevated. Exactly. No, and if, again, if you haven't had that cheesy squash, you yeah. got to get it. Yeah, yeah. we've eaten you know, it two days I've, in a row. I've heard now. the brisket's pretty good, but yep. you know, cheesy squash is not People bad. come for the cheesy squash <laughs> and a side of brisket. You're going to have a shirt that just says, I came if for the cheesy squash. If only you could charge $20 a pound for cheesy squash, you'd be in business. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder what's the bigger profit margin, cheesy well, squash oh, or brisket's brisket? way bigger than cheesy squash, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> and that, that's a loss leader for sure. That's a lot of butter. There is a lot of butter and a lot of A lot of butter, a lot of cheese. Not much squash. And cheese is not cheap. Um, no, it's not. We, we've made some sides with cheese, and it's like we tried to figure out, is there a way we can make it with less cheese? <laughs> but, um, but no, it, it, it is tasty and pretty evil for your belt line anyway. Right. Um, at 6th Street, you know, um, you got some press. You were moving along. As you mentioned, the Shaggy Bevo folks were taking care of you. Um, actually, I have a, a friend of mine worked at the printing company that printed up your signs. Um, I'll give him a shout out, you know, Robert Bassett. Um, but he was pretty happy with those signs that you had back then. They were great. Um, you know, not like it's going to change your barbecue, but I had to give him a shout out. No, Shaggy uh, Bebo, they're, they're cool people. I mean, that, that, was, that was fun with them. And, I, remember uh, sitting at, I remember sitting in Ruth Chris Steakhouse, honestly. There was, we'd whittle it down to two groups. And I was going back and forth from Shaggy Bevo to another group. Shag, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Couldn't even enjoy my steak. Back and forth, back and forth. And it, that just felt right. I know it doesn't feel right to them right now, but it felt right sure. to go with them. And they were really, really good to me. And uh, another another person that got involved with your business back then was Jess Pryles. Yeah. Recent, recent transplant. I know she... Um, at the time, had posted an article about kind of interning with you over the summer. Jess was um, a, just a good lady. And, and how was how was that? How was that oh, it, it was fantastic. It was fantastic for me and my business. Uh, yes, Jess, uh, you'll get your money. But no, it was fantastic. She was very intuitive into what, how to make the dark, so-called dark prints at Texas Barbecue, a cool thing. And it, it, there was a lot of publicity. Um, you know, you were cranking along. Everything seemed to be right. Once again, maybe it was too right at the time. And uh, and that, that business ended as well. Yes. Um, maybe not ended well, but ended as well. As well, yes. <laughs> not uh, well. And, and, and once again, um, here we are. You're at uh, John Miller Black Box Barbecue mm-hmm. now. We're up in Georgetown. Um, how did this one start out? Um... I think Justin and I, Justin Bowles and I have been talking a long time, and uh, it's a, the perfect partnership in a way that he's brilliant. He can run businesses, and I can cook. And and you you know to be honest, you know you need that. You need a yeah, business. Oh yeah, I, you know you you are not a businessman. You're well, not an accountant. Well, You're who is it? Who is after they work eighteen hours a day? Right. right. No, I, I mean I, truthfully. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't be a businessman and 
and work 18 hours a day. Yeah, you need and to I, have someone that has that right. mindset and the time to be able to do and it. And I, I have a brilliant mind behind me, and I, and I'm, that's no fluff. He, this guy, he, he owns businesses, he makes businesses, and um, lucky to have him. So, and let's talk about this location and, and, and what you've got going on here in Georgetown. You're just a stone's throw from uh, what they call the Georgetown Square. Right. Um, you know, and you're open, um, what days are you open, actually? We're Thursday through Sunday right now, and, and which is a stretch with the weather we've had lately. But we've been doing really well. We've been profitable since day one, and, and that's a really good thing. Uh, we're several options on a building. This is back, it's like being back in Taylor again. I have a huge Austin following that still comes out, or as people like to call it, my cult following. <laughs> but it's still, it's still a small town. Well, I was, and you have how to gain that trust. I was going to say, you know, there, there's a lot of older folks here too. A lot how, of older folks that moved here from Taylor too. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. the good part. How when you opened up, I mean, were there some people that were kind of surprised with? The type of barbecue, because around here, the I think uh, Full House Barbecue was the only other uh, style, similar style of barbecue. I think they were surprised with the type of price that we were demanding. And um, as we all know, it's what you had to sell it for yeah. to make any kind of money. It's adjusting that customer mindset. Well, to for people right. that, yeah, that and if you haven't time. had barbecue in five years, which some people haven't, right. I don't know how that's true, but... The price is almost doubled. I right. Mean, when you're paying eight bucks a pound for pepper and, you know, five bucks, bucks a pound for brisket, I mean, things are going to be a little higher, but they adjust. Well, you don't use much pepper, so that's great. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but that is, I mean, eight bucks a pound for pepper, and yeah. you're using a crap load every week. About 100 pounds a week. And that's for, that's for four days. Right. You know, four days. 100 pounds, $8 but a pound. But you know i got to put pepper in everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I even use it to weed the garden out here. <laughs> <laughs> if we can figure out how to grow pepper, that's that's what we need to do. That um, would be the next biggest venture, for sure. That's going to be the next artisanal Austin barbecue joint. Oh, They're going to have God, a backyard yes. garden growing there. I'm retiring. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. I can't keep up as it is. If somebody does that shit, I'm gone. You've got to grow your own pepper. Now you have to pickle your own pickles, and you have to do all this other shit. I'm gone if you have to grind your own what day's your pastrami day, John? Oh, baby Jesus. <laughs> bon me? You making some bon me? Yes, bon me with my stew. There you go. Um, and let's kind of, I guess, let's talk about that. So, you know, what's going on in barbecue now is it's really getting really widely varied. For how you know? long, though? Well, that's, that's, let's talk about that's that. It. I don't let's, know. You know, we've got, we've got Loro, Lauren? Loro. Loro uh, opening up, which is Aaron Franklin's new new business. Um, you know, we've got other people that are doing, you know, sustainably, peacefully raised animals where they play music before they cut their heads off. We got all kinds right. of stuff out there that, that's separate from traditional barbecue. What, what do you think about that? I think when I go eat barbecue, I just want to eat barbecue. I don't care where the hell it came from. It doesn't bother me as long as it's done well. No, I, I guess in a way I'm jealous of that because I don't have that imagination. I came up with cheesy squash, sriracha coleslaw, and some brisket stew. All right, that, that's my claim to fame. That's some damn good brisket stew. Thank you. You ought to know. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve that one. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll 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 have to have a, a stew off. Yeah, for yeah. for those that aren't aware, oh, that might really? be listening. My recipe yeah. against yeah. my recipe. <laughs> great. If your recipe against your recipe. If anyone listening has, doesn't know what we're talking about at this point, um, last uh, last pop up service we did, we did some brisket stew that. If you've been to Black Box before, you probably uh, probably recognize uh, let's, it. Uh, what is this place called again? John Miller's <laughs> Black <laughs> Box Barbecue in Georgetown, Texas. <laughs> but yes, it uh, very closely resembled <laughs> that original. Just got my recipe. brisket. So I'm sorry, it's a yeah, little it doesn't less. Have your, yeah, there's a little less pepper in <laughs> yeah. mine. I had to add pepper to the stew because there's less pepper on my brisket. Hey, there you go. But that's that, I think that's why you've been so revered in this industry for so long is because am i revered or am i resented i mean revered reviled i think i am both yeah Yeah. you can be you know you can be but the people that are loyal to your product and what you do are there for a reason have been and have been eating your food for years because they know what to expect they don't they know they're not coming here to get beef cheek they're coming here to get right peppery brisket Mm, and they're coming here to get cheesy squash you're you're coming a whole lot of way a lot of miles out of your way to come here and that's pretty cool to me. Really? Yeah. So, you know, and I know I'm pulling your leg, but, you know, you appreciate people that come and eat your barbecue. They don't think I do, but I do. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I give them free beer. A lot of people Why do you want to talk that? to me when you can drink beer? <laughs> and that's another thing we should touch on because we see that at more barbecue places these days. I wonder where they got the idea. That, that's a John Miller original. Um, right. The, the free beer. Started with John, and you know I'm gonna tell you why I did that because I got annoyed with Aaron, <laughs> and that's the truth. And I've been pretty vocal in public about that, and not to criticize him, but man, you got 200 people in line, give them something to drink while they're waiting. And so when we opened up on South First, I said, "This is what I want to do. I'm going to hand everybody a beer in line." Literally, though. Literally, literally you I hand literally the beer hand sometimes, it, yeah, and. No, on South First, every person. Sixth Street towards the end, I gave you the ice chest here. <laughs> I gave you the ice chest. I write you a note, a love letter. The vodka bar. That was good. Oh, you that's did that coming a couple back times. here. All right, I like that. Yeah. One. Talked to Tito's the other day. That's nice. coming back. They had Bloody Mary. Shout out Sunday. to Tito's. There you go. For sure. That was great. Yeah. John Zamora there is great. And we're going to do that on Sundays. And I just wish I'd get the city to. Let us have live music out here. I was about to ask. Live music was another thing that, it, that you brought around. It was around. huge. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was huge on South First. Um, Sixth Street, too, though. Yeah. The first time I saw you on fun. Sixth Street, I, I, I went to South First, but the first time I saw you on Sixth Street, there was some crazy kind of, I don't even know if they were ska band, but um, I can't remember the name of that band, but they had horns. Um, you know, and not the devil horns, but they had horns, and it was a brass the Viking section. horns. Yeah, they they had a brass section, and they were just it was it was a kick-ass was time, man. It was we, a great time. Saturday and Sundays were just a party on Sixth Street, and they and on South First, um, and it made for good business, it made for a good time, it made for a happy John. And I never talk in the third person, but I was really happy. <laughs> and, and not because of the sales, but because everybody was having a good time. The beef ribbing stabbings were very low at the time. Mm. There's a few. There's a few. I talked to people I knew, <laughs> you know. And people think I'm a dick. And I'm glad we're on a podcast talking. But for the most part, one, I'm tired. By the time, you know, I, yeah, by the time I see you. I was going to say, you know. Uh, look, I mean, that's one thing. When people come and eat barbecue, 
and they see the pitmaster, they expect the pitmaster to be happy and talkative and you sit down with them. You calling John a pitmaster. You know he doesn't like I didn't word. call John a pitmaster. I'm talking about <laughs> other people. I'll never people. be a pitmaster, I yeah. guarantee you. I'm talking about other pitmasters. But you expect them to be kind of cheerful and happy and walking Why? Around. You ever How's done this food? for a living? Well, I mean, y'all have. I mean, and that's what I want to get to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is you've just finished working either all night or most of the morning. By the morning. time I see you, I've, I've been on my job for eight hours. Right. And and I mean, you, and you're not sitting around. You're running. I mean, by the time I see you at ten thirty, I've been on my job yeah. for eight hours, not sitting here now. And it's to have some. I don't have that personality, so that's where I came up with the beer. Let's pass it out, Meg. I can I can talk shit to you in line and mean it. And you think I'm being friendly? Well, I am being friendly, but I can mean it. You know, and uh. But I'm giving you a free beer, so but, just, can you no, be? Oh, this guy's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. all right, he's he's not such a dick after all. But then when I'm in my alone, if I'm behind here, it's kind of like, why are you looking up in here? You know, I uh, don't go in your bathroom yeah. window. So I was going to say, so my, in your bathroom my brother, window. my brother, we went to your place and my brother went back and he was looking at your pit and, and you ran back there and you were like, I don't come look at you when you're cooking. I want to go to your house and yeah, see this. Well, and it was it was hilarious. It was it was, was so funny. Were you not drunk? <laughs> um, but but no, it was it was okay. It was, have I ever been drunk or have I ever been sober? Ask you ask that question honestly. Uh, well, uh, have you ever been drunk or have you ever been sober? I'm always sober, God, except for the pictures y'all released today. <laughs> <laughs> But but no, I mean, but again, it's the same thing. It's like we know we know you're you're half being truthful. Yeah. You know, you, it's not like you're just kidding around, but you're also not not a hundred percent. I mean, look, you got a job to do. You're trying to do your job. You're not the kind of guy that you know. You're not here to be the poster child for the barbecue joint. Right. You're here to cook the food. It's my name. It's my food, and. I appreciate everybody that comes out. I really, really do. And uh, I don't know how to follow that part of it up, but well, I think people. When I open, I'm tired. You have to be. I don't know how you could possibly not be and, after tending three fires all night long. Right, yeah. and and you. But that's what South First and and uh, Sixth Reader were about. And and when we get into a building here, that's what that'll be about. The music pumped me up. The meeting the people in line and passing out the beer and being able to talk a little shit with them, that pumped me up. And it carries you through the day. Right. So right now you just kind of you get it, you say hi to everybody. And we're back in a small town, so a lot of people don't get my humor. <laughs> so I've, I've curbed my humor to just kind of backing away. You've, you've. I don't want to use the word mellow out, but uh, I'm not mellow. Believe me. Yeah, mellow. Mellow is not the great word, but there's, there's less. I, I've not seen a beef rib stabbing in maybe 90 days, so that's good. Well, Always I think good. people have to you, remember. You can't stab 60 year old people. It's not fair. <laughs> people need to remember that. John, you grew up at Louis Miller in a place where, like, this was before barbecue became such a thing to where everyone wants a pit room tour and every like. It wasn't a carnival going to a barbecue yeah, joint, and it really, it's yeah, really, I mean, I mean, it's people are now. getting their photos, their autographs, you know, they know the name of the cooks, I mean, in pitmasters. I'll never turn down a photo or autograph, 
And if you have a kid with you, you're golden. I'll never talk any shit to you. There you go. That, those are the rules. I, I will never talk bullshit in front of you to your if your kid's around. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, but people, I grew up with my dad. I knew who my dad was working a line. He wasn't friendly. Now, he had a bigger eye roll than I do. And I have a pretty big eye roll. And and it's maybe that's where I got it. Maybe not. I don't have guests. I have customers. I have friends. I don't, you know, get on and thank a lot of people. Although I appreciate everybody. Uh, I'm just old school. I'm just me. And, and that's your barbecue, and that's True. what it's always been, and that's what it always will be. Right. You know, there's there's not going to be any, uh, um, name some fancy food there, Mr. Chef over there. Oh, heck, we talked about pastrami. We talked about, I mean, we know. Well, hell, let's look at, let's look at what I mean, Friedman's does, or yeah. Leroy and Lewis do. Evan Leroy. And, yeah. and I respect the hell out of that guy. I do. Uh, he's been out here, and I've always respected Evan. And and what everybody's trying to do in that area—that's just not me. It's not ever going to be me, because I can't. I don't have that imagination. I know how to put salt and pepper on a brisket, put it on a pit, and make it damn good. You know, that's what I know how to do. Well, I don't know how to do the rest of it. The stew's a good example. I mean, you know, you nailed the stew. It's it's almost comfort food. Yeah. You know, we don't have to have any. It's kind what of, I cook at home. Right. And we don't yeah. have to have any fancy vegetables in there. I mean, it, right. it is what it You're is. Tell me, John didn't grow the tomatoes for that stew. <laughs> yeah. I grew the tomatoes from that Rotel can and <laughs> it's got some, and it's put got them some in the kale can. and some other stuff right. in there. Um, but you would notice I put real a whole brisket in my stew. I don't use chopped beef, I don't use anything else. It's a whole brisket. That there's I put a lot in of there. meat in that stew. Yeah, it's there's a, a lot of stew. potatoes and carrots too because yeah. that's what I like at home. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's 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 classic. It it hits home, and that's that's the best thing that I like about your food. And I don't want it to change. And and just like the Lockhart restaurants, you know, I I don't want them to change. I may not like everything that they do and everything how they do it. Right. And but I want to be able to have that experience, and I want to be able to go to Evan's place and. And, and have his food because it's different. different it's a whole types. different thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's perfectly fine. Valentina's is a place I want to go. Yeah, we were there this morning. We were there this I morning. I want to go. And we did uh, not bring you a taco. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to see that concept and I want to meet him. Um, I don't say that about many people. No, Miguel's great. I um, want to. We'll, we'll I, I have him on the podcast that. too and, and we'll, we'll talk to him about that. We'll see if we can arrange that. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Yeah, really there, there's a lot of other places that might pop up, but. I don't want the the bullshit of me being there. Yeah, uh, that I've experienced at other places I've gone, and I don't want that. I just want to sit down and eat a meal. And Justin, you can come over this way. So we got we got we got come Justin. On. Justin Bowles is sitting about ten yeah, feet away. Yeah, my partner's here, and he's trying to hide. <laughs> Well, come on, gonna, you can't. Gonna, you're going to get holes in everywhere you sit. So come over here. It seems like a good time to talk about the future of John Miller. Yeah, it's a good time to talk about the future of John Miller. We, we need. We need. If you don't come over here, John's just going to make some stuff up. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're moving to Rockdale, Texas, <laughs> in, in this old sandy loam uh, Mexican food place. <laughs> so no, he, now he's looking at me crazy. Yeah. 
He didn't want me to announce that right away. <laughs> <laughs> then we're heading on to Thorndale, then Thrall. Exactly. You'll start. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll, have, you'll get um, uh, maybe Tillman Fertitta backing, and you'll be open at every casino. And I don't think that guy least. likes me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the sideline of a Houston Oklahoma game, and Ronnie Killen was like five feet from me. And I think they kind of like each other more than they like me. So, <laughs> so Justin, you're gonna have to share the mic with John here. We've got we've got Justin Bowles. And you guys don't have to say anything that isn't confirmed or anything at this time, but it's called um, off the record. Well, this is actually yeah, if, yeah, you have to let us know if it's <laughs> off. Yeah, we can stop the tape machine, or we can tell people we stopped the tape machine. Either way. So Justin and I got engaged yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be your first engagement. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be my last either. <laughs> Um, so so what's what's next for John Miller right now you're in it you're in a trailer you're in a lot here um, most cooks pitmasters business owners eventually want to get a brick and mortar but um, you know, what what are you guys thinking what, what are you gonna do here we're getting a brick and mortar within three months we will be in a building okay and I can't hear him because he's staying away but no yeah but, yeah Justin so Justin make make that announcement to us here Within three months, we will be in a brick-and-mortar location within a stone's throw of where we sit right now. So three months from now, we are in uh, towards, we're not, we're about halfway through February. Hey, don't be putting a time on yeah, I'm, yeah, right? yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count this down here. Justin's been drinking like Dr. Pepper. It makes him excited. <laughs> but, but we do know, I mean, we, we know permitting and everything else can can wreak havoc on, on timelines, but let's not say three months. Let's just say that, you know, the future of, of John Miller Black Box Barbecue is that you guys are going to open a brick and mortar. Yes. Um, what would you like would to John have? John Miller be alive to see it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might be found dead behind a wood pile. In, in, in which case, it'll be John Miller Memorial Black Box <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> you put a big picture of me out there. There you go. Now, and it just kind of talks every once in a while. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna leave, leave like taxidermy you or something. Oh yeah. Stuff me. Yeah. There you go. Well, well he's already front. pickled. You don't have to do much. Lee and I always thought about doing that to my dad. <laughs> we did. Put him at the front, just in his apron, with the knife out front. It'd been perfect. <laughs> See, Justin remembers the day when my dad was so graceful as I am, behind the counter. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so Justin, you've been eating you've been eating uh, barbecue for a while then. Oh yeah. You're only like 12 now. I, I mean, know. what the hell? <laughs> so I've been eating for at least 11 years. Yeah. Um, you've been eating. I've been eating at his family's place, Taylor, for since yeah. I was in diapers, probably. How, how old are you? I'm 35, I think. Wow. I mean, that's that's young. I'm I mean, 38. What are you talking? Well, yeah, you're old. That's different. <laughs> You don't look a day over it. <laughs> so, so if you, and again, we don't have to talk about what your actual plan is, but what kind of things would you like to have at a brick and mortar? You know, what, what would you? Yeah, booze, bands. That's what we were talking about earlier. Uh, night, uh, bar food at night. 
think an opportunity to get be creative. Like he's obviously has his classics, and he we're not gonna change those because yeah, he's so damn creative. Good at it, I was gonna say creative as in cr- creative. Like well, I can put doing your specials. On nachos. <laughs> I can do that. I do that at home. Yeah, brisket nachos are not a bad thing. But but basically, smoked meat, bar food, maybe music, um, as you mentioned, music. you know, um, live music. Yeah. Yes. Because I remember the. Uh, um, I've, I've got to move the mic over to John. I want to. I want to ask you a question about. Um, or not ask you a question. I guess I don't know. But tell me. Tell me what what all was on the jukebox at Kelly's Bar back on Sixth Street. Uh, do you remember? Because I do. There was this song called "Black Dress" from some country star, <laughs> and a whole lot of Mexican music. <laughs> there was, there was three um, uh, Johnny Cash albums, I think. Yes, yeah. there were that. Yeah, and that was it. It was pretty much. And it. then that, what's that, that guy who sang "Black Dress"? You know when he's gonna slip the black dress off the, and with those queens. Are you, are you sure that's not a memory? No, with, no, it's not a memory. That would be a nightmare. Sorry, Joe, if you're re, if you're gonna listen to this, but no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it was it was an interesting place to. You know, to hang my out. dream would to be to open our opening day uh, in a brick and mortar to have Robert Earl Keen. That would oh, be my yeah. dream. Robert Earl Keen, Robert Earl Keen, I mean, Lyle Lovett. Together. I said Robert O'Keefe. I know I both of those gentlemen. Open with us? Are you, they're touring are you right now. Today and they're they're up touring right now together. So. It's post-dated. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my old bank account. If that's all right. Oh, that's fine. Um, but no. Um, so, so we'll we'll do a shout out. How about um, you ever heard of Shiny Ribs, Kevin Russell? I think I heard of Shiny Ribs. I've been reading it on Twitter. So, so probably it's him uh, tweeting about yeah, it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I thought I I thought I muted you. Hold, hold on, hold on. We only have one mic between the two of you, so you got to share. Okay. Let me and there we go. just hold the thing. Okay. There we go. So the craziest story John ever told me uh, recently was how I think it was on South First when you had some real long-haired guy come play for y'all. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, who could Chris that Stapleton. be? And it was like, oh, Stapleton. could it have been Chris Stapleton? He's like, yeah, that sounds about right. And I'm like, you didn't know who Chris Stapleton <laughs> no, was? not at the time. I don't think he knew who he was at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so we want to get back to that. So that that's possibly this summer or late summer or next three year. Three months whatever. from now. Are you paying attention to your own interview? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I, do you want me to hold you to three months? That's, that's the question. Hold me. Please hold us to three months. <laughs> <laughs> it saves us a lot of late-night phone calls if we just hold each other to stuff. <laughs> so so that's, uh, that's pretty big news, folks. So um, John Miller, Justin Bowles, uh, Black Box Barbecue, Georgetown, Brick and Mortar, some live music. If you can play live music, you might want to uh, come talk to him. Um, you know, yeah, I'd talk to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if, if you get the gist of the interview, talk to Justin. You know, and if Kevin Russell's listening at all, come on, man. Um, we need some shiny ribs in Georgetown. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think we're winding down, but there's we're one winding person. Winding up, I think. Too. Well, winding up, winding down, if you want to phrase it. But there's one person we haven't talked about yet on this show that I think it would be kind of a, a sin not to talk about. When's the first time you met Daniel Vaughn? Hmm. South First Street. So South First. Oh, you mean when I was named one of his six-star 
yeah, yeah. Yes, back yeah, when I loved you. Those, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back when I, I was think six it's like star. every time I talk to you, there's one more star. No, I, was, <laughs> I think there's like seven me. and then eight and it then like Lloyd eventually Miller. there's ten stars. It was somebody else and somebody else. And hmm, I sure did slip. I hadn't changed anything, but I slipped. Yeah. Love you, Daniel. Yeah, the, 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 the relationship with Daniel Vaughn and John Miller has been uh, animated and fun I, to I watch. I think the, the greatest thing is I, I like Daniel. He sat out with us before, and uh, we have a good time. And the greatest tweet about Daniel and I was about being frenemies. <laughs> We're the world's best frenemies. And that's not true. Daniel and I get along really well, as long as he writes good things about me. <laughs> when he's not creating other barbecue places to be great. <laughs> We're talking about cockroaches. Ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> well, there that, you. Was, that was pretty big slam. You yeah. know what, what? I guess good for you. It never, it never picked up. Oh, I think they kind of hammered him a little bit. I, I never saw anybody else really tweet no, about it. That's not, um, that's not fair. Well, okay, I'm a cockroach, Daniel. You still, you still eat here. So would you, would you rather? Do you like the Dark Prince of Barbecue? I don't think I'm the Dark Prince of Barbecue anymore. No, what are you? I think we'll get a brick and mortar. <laughs> or I think maybe, okay, to be fair, maybe a few nights ago, I was really the dark prince of Texas barbecue. <laughs> well, what would Wouldn't you like? you say that to be fair? <laughs> well, what would you like to be called? John. John? Mr. Miller. Master, Mr. Miller. King. <laughs> but not pit master. I'm never a pit master. Cook. I'm a cook. Cook. Um, and, and not an accountant. Definitely not a <laughs> That was really shitty. <laughs> but true. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. I don't know what else there is to say at this point. Probably a lot, but probably plenty that we shouldn't say. Probably the best interview I've done so far. Oh, yeah, without I'm question. I'm sure. Yeah. Probably a seven-star. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for today. We'll, we'll ask Daniel for a rating go, on until it. Until you'll go worldwide, then I'll be a 4.25-star. <laughs> you'll be number 52. Exactly. Me and Jim Buchanan, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim's cooking all your food anyway. Exactly. It's just, it's like John Miller in okay, Houston. Okay, I'm going to say everything fair about Jim, because I know Jim will listen to this. And Jim's a good guy. I listened, I learned everything from you, Jim. You taught me how to do everything, and uh, thank you for the t-shirts. I'm sure the check's in the mail. There you go. <laughs> that's, and that's Jim Buchanan's, that's Buck's Barbecue in Houston. <laughs> He's fantastic. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, when, uh, if the construction is going on or something, maybe you can come down to Houston again. If we want to go hang out in Houston for a weekend and do something with Jim, that'd be fun. Uh, to do anything with, with, well, no. Anything? I'd, I'll hang out with Jim. I don't think I'm res be very well received down in Houston, although all my Twitter followers are from Houston, which I can't figure out. <laughs> well, it's because they, they haven't met you. Well, true. You've been here twice in a row, so what are you talking about? Yeah, I've, I've heard your barbecue is good. Yeah, but you also knew that this would be the best interview you ever had. So. That's the why we paid barbecue. you so well for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the cake. By the way, shout oh, yeah, out yeah, to yeah, Truth yeah. Barbecue. Hey. The cake was fantastic. The John Miller got to experience. It was, um, Kenny Janelle's. send those up here every week. Well, there was there was actually it was fantastic. Yeah, so we we, we did a little brisket cartel this weekend where we brought different foods from different places to different pitmasters and cooks. Yeah, you didn't Dylan's take my food anywhere. Why? Well, that was because y'all sat here and ate. No, yeah. South Switch was the last stop. <laughs> oh shit, we did go. No, Valentina's was the last stop. No, that was this morning. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
man, y'all suck. We'll bring you some Valentinas <laughs> next time. But if you didn't but, bring that eighteen pack of beer, I'd run you by now. <laughs> uh, you'd be gone. It was it was a struggle. It's like I can't just bring twelve. I got to bring eighteen. Thank you very much. Love you for that. <laughs> and by the way, John drinks Bud Light. Shout out to Bud Light. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, <laughs> we need to turn this off so we can talk some more. Yeah, um, we've uh, got ourselves in enough trouble. We, for we'd day, hope to have you back on again. Uh, right. Maybe once you get close to that brick and mortar in three I, months. I think we'll be too big for y'all then. Probably. You know? And uh, we'll be back to Daniel Vaughn. <laughs> We'd love to have Daniel in a roundtable with you. Oh, I mean, that'd be fantastic! On. Please make that happen. All right, Daniel. Hey, Daniel, Ronnie, Killen, y'all too. Perfect. I can I can probably get uh, you know, some of those, but I probably I would can't say get all another of them. name, but we're just gonna leave it. Yeah, let's just leave it there. But and, but and Daniel, it, we'll talk. Uh, let's see if we can get together. Bring and, an uh, eighteen we'll, pack we'll of stars. So right. John's next review. Exactly. <laughs> eighteen pack of. I didn't think about that. I had to, drink, I had to drink them down to six stars. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. John Miller's Black Box Barbecue in Georgetown. Come and get it. Eat it up. Thank you, guys. Thank you.